Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. John Milton's Paradise Lost Book 1 Part 4 Lines 622 through 798 O myriads of immortal spirits! O powers matchless but with the Almighty! And that strife was not inglorious, though the event was dire, as this place testifies, and this dire change hateful to utter. But what power of mind foreseeing or presaging, from the depth of knowledge past or present, could have feared how such united force of gods, how such as stood like these, could ever know repulse? For who can yet believe, though after loss, that all these puissant legions, whose exile hath emptied heaven, shall fail to reascend self-raised, and repossess their native seat. For me be witness all the host of heaven, if counsels different, or danger shunned by me, have lost our hopes. But he who reigns monarch in heaven, till then as one secure sat on his throne, upheld by old repute, consent, or custom, and his regal state put forth at full, but still his strength concealed, which tempted our attempt, and wrought our fall. Henceforth his might we know, and know our own, so as not either to provoke or dread new war provoked. Our better part remains to work in close design, by fraud or guile, what force elected not that he no less at length from us may find, who overcomes by force, hath overcome but half his foe. Space may produce new worlds, whereof so rife there went a fame in heaven, that he ere long intended to create, and therein plant a generation, whom his choice regard should favor equal to the sons of heaven. Thither, if but to pry, shall be perhaps our first eruption. Thither or elsewhere, For this infernal pit shall never hold celestial spirits in bondage, nor the abyss long under darkness cover. But these thoughts full counsel must mature. Peace is despaired, for who can think submission? War, then. War, open or understood, must be resolved. He spake, and to confirm his words, out flew millions of flaming swords, drawn from the thighs of mighty cherubim, The sudden blaze far round illumined hell. Highly they raged against the highest, and fierce with grasped arms clashed on their sounding shields the din of war, hurling defiance toward the vault of heaven. There stood a hill, not far, whose grisly top belched fire and rolling smoke. The rest entire shone with a glossy scurf, undoubted sign that in his womb was hid metallic ore, the work of sulphur. Thither winged with speed a numerous brigade hastened, as when bands of pioneers with spade and pickaxe armed forerun the royal camp to trench a field or cast a rampart. Mammon led them on, Mammon, the least erected spirit that fell from heaven, for even in heaven his looks and thoughts were always downward bent admiring more the riches of heaven's pavement, trodden gold, than aught divine or holy else enjoyed in vision beatific. 
by him first men also, and by his suggestion taught, ransacked the center, and with impious hands rifled the bowels of their mother earth for treasures better hid. Soon had his crew opened into the hill a spacious wound, and digged out ribs of gold. Let none admire that riches grow in hell. That soil may best deserve the precious bane. And here let those who boasted mortal things, and wondering tell of Babel, and the works of Memphian kings, learn how their greatest monuments of fame, and strength and art are easily outdone by spirits reprobate. And in an hour, what in an age they with incessant toil, and hands innumerable scarce perform, nigh on the plain in many cells prepared, that underneath had veins of liquid fire sluiced from the lake. A second multitude, with wondrous art, found out the massy ore, severing each kind, and scummed the bullion dross. A third, as soon, had formed within the ground a various mold, and from the boiling cells, by strange conveyance, filled each hollow nook, as in an organ from one blast of wind to many a row of pipes the soundboard breathes. Anon, out of the earth, a fabric huge rose like an exhalation, with the sound of dulcet symphonies and voices sweet, built like a temple, where pilasters round were set, and Doric pillars overlaid with golden architrave. Nor did there want cornice or frieze, with bossy sculptures graven. The roof was fretted gold, not Babylon nor great Alcairo, such magnificence equaled in all their glories, to enshrine Belus or Serapis their gods, or seat their kings, when Egypt with Assyria strove in wealth and luxury. The ascending pile stood fixed her stately height, and straight the doors opening their brazen folds discover wide within her ample spaces, over the smooth and level pavement. From the arched roof pendant, by subtle magic, many a row of starry lamps and blazing cressets fed, with naphtha and asphaltus yielded light as from a sky. The hasty multitude admiring entered, and the work some praise, and some the architect. His hand was known in heaven by many a towered structure high, where sceptred angels held their residence, and sat as princes, whom the supreme king exalted to such power, and gave to rule, each in his hierarchy, the orders bright. Nor was his name unheard or unadored in ancient Greece, and in Ausonian land men called him Mulciber, and how he fell from heaven, they fabled. Thrown by angry Jove, sheer over the crystal battlements, from morn to noon he fell, from noon to dewy eve, a summer's day and with the setting sun dropped from the zenith like a falling star on Lemnos, the Aegean isle. Thus they relate, erring. For he with this rebellious rout fell long before, nor aught availed him now to have built in heaven high towers. Nor did he escape by all his engines, but was headlong sent with his industrious crew to build in hell." Meanwhile, the winged heralds, by command of sovereign power, with awful ceremony and trumpet sound, throughout the host proclaim a solemn council forthwith to be held at Pandemonium, the high capital of Satan and his peers. Their summons called from every band and squared regiment by place or choice the worthiest, 
They anon with hundreds and with thousands trooping came attended. All access was thronged, the gates and porches wide, but chief the spacious hall, though like a covered field, where champions bold won't ride in armed, and at the soldan's chair defied the best of Paynim chivalry to mortal combat or career with lance. Thick swarmed, both on the ground and in the air, brushed with the hiss of rustling wings. As bees in springtime, when the sun with Taurus rides, pour forth their populous youth about the hive in clusters, they among fresh dews and flowers fly to and fro, or on the smoothed plank, the suburb of their straw-built citadel, new rubbed with baum, expatiate and confer their state affairs. So thick the airy crowd swarmed and were straightened, till the signal given. Behold, a wonder! They but now, who seemed in bigness to surpass earth's giant sons, now less than the smallest dwarfs, in narrow room throng numberless, like that pygmean race beyond the Indian mount, or fairy elves, whose midnight revels by a forest side or fountain some belated peasant sees, or dreams he sees, while overhead the moon sits arbitress, and nearer to the earth wheels her pale course, they on their mirth and dance intent, their jocund music charm his ear, at once with joy and fear his heart rebounds. Thus incorporeal spirits to smallest forms reduced their shapes immense, and were at large, though without number still, amidst the hall of that infernal court. But far within, and in their own dimensions like themselves, the great seraphic lords and cherubim, in close recess and secret conclave, sat, a thousand demigods on golden seats, frequent and full. After short silence then, and summons read, the great consult began. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>